from the producer who launched Arnold Schwarzenegger's blockbuster career comes another breathtaking fantasy film. Between the time when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was a league undreamed of. And unto this, Wanan, destined to wear the badge of Ryo OKC upon a troubled jersey. It is I, his chronicle, who alone can tell thee of his saga. Let me tell you of the days in high adventure. Let me tell you of Wanan, the Barbarian. You broke into Ryo Viacano. You copied our name. And you started an American team. And this is what grieves me the most. You killed my scorpions. You killed my career. You drank my dark beer. You killed my sponsorships. You took my father's sword. Forged by the anvil of Krom, Wanan is made strong by toil at the Wheel of Pain, known as Oklahoma City. Wanan, what is best in life? To defeat the energy, to see them sent off before you, and to hear the lamentation of the women. Ah! What league do you pray to? I pray to the USL. And you? To NASL. But I seldom pray to it. He doesn't listen. <laughs> what good is it then? Ah, it's just as I've always said. We are but equal leagues. <laughs> NASL is strong. If I lose, I have to go before it. And Bill Peterson will ask me, What is the riddle of pro rel? If I don't know it, he will cast me out of NASL and laugh at me. That's Peterson, strong on his mountain. Ah, my commissioner is as great. <laughs> Peterson laughs at your commissioner. He laughs from his mountain. John Milius presents Wanan, the Barbarian. Stop right there, vile fiend. And who are you to challenge Wanan? The name is Dalton. Fort Lauderdale's Dalton. The fourth James Bond actor? One ping only. If you're Dalton, why do you sound like Sean Connery? Dude, what accent do you hear when you think James Bond? Coming to you from the Twin Cities, this is Toughcast. And welcome everybody to Toughcast by two United fans. This is Notch. This is Jeff, and just like Scooby Dooby Doo, it's episode 42. I love it. You're not going to get to do one for 43, though. Ah, shit, I won't. Yeah. Right. We interviewed Eamon Zayed from Indie 11, and he had so many amazing things to say. We just had to give him his own episode. Uh, here we go, here we go. Um, and this is Jeff, and dearie my, dearie me, it's episode 43. We could have asked Eamon to do that. We could call him back. Yeah, of course. He 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 waits to hear from us. He's also been a dedicated listener to Toughcast while he was in Iran yeah, and he Malaysia. Yeah, he was a long-time listener, first-time caller. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. What are, what are we drinking tonight, Notch? We are drinking... Uh, Macallan 12, hmm. my favorite, personally my favorite scotch in, in the entire world. I've, I've gone to the distillery. I also have gone to a bar in Uptown where I spent $36 for like a uh, pretty old Macallan. I forget what the age was that I ordered, but it was like on the top shelf. There was a girl I was trying to impress. Uh, okay. Yeah. That was my guess. Yeah. I, I, you know, the funny thing is when the bill came, I was like, this is worth every dollar that I spent. And I'm, I'm not like a rich dude. I don't like blow that kind of money. But I was like, this is the most delicious scotch I've had in my life. And the funny thing is I've actually had really expensive champagne too. I've had, um, what's that? What's the, what's the one that's got that like French name? Champagne. Something <laughs> Moye. Is it that one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Moye Chandon. Dom Perignon. Yeah, Dom Perignon. Dom. The Dom. Uh, Adam, yeah. Right. Adam Dwyer. I've, Dom, I drank Drum Dwyer. Uh, that came out really... Don't tell Sydney. Right. Uh, but no, I've had Dom Perignon, and I, I think it was like something like 300 bucks about like I celebrated my first job by doing that. I shared it with like eight or nine of my friends. Yeah. And that was one where I was like, this is not worth it. Like I could buy a $60 bottle of champagne and it would be much better, more enjoyable. I, I'm, I'm kind of a... Do you drink champagne often? No, I'm not, I'm not a champion. This is, this is, we just lost our entire like French listening demographic. They were like, these people, they have no taste. We cannot listen to this podcast. Okay, say goodbye. I think that was Borat. <laughs> champagne, very nice. It's good. 
Tough cast. So at this point, we've used a uh, weird raspy voice accent that was ambiguously ethnic. We've used Arnold Schwarzenegger. We've used a fake Irish accent. We've used uh, my horrible French ho ho ho, and we've used Borat. Yeah. Let's see how many more we can get. Oh yes, Connery. We can't call it Scottish. No, we can't. That's that's very different. Right. If if you if you get me. uh, late enough into this episode, I might break into an Indian accent too. Anyway, we are now getting uh, to the point where we will actually start losing our actual listeners. So let's start talking about some soccer-related stuff. First thing I want to talk about was not NASL-related. SB Nation's Burgundy Wave. They're the uh, blog-type news website slash whatever you want to call, like these great fan-run pieces on SB Nation. For, for they're, they're for the Colorado Rapids, okay? And mm-hmm. they cover a lot of stuff. They've been writing some articles where they got really freaking pissed at Colorado Rapids, who've been a tire fire this offseason, offloading their best players, bringing in guys who are maybe not so great, and mm-hmm. generally being really weird, okay? With, with, like, scratchy head decisions. Yeah. Is how I describe their actions. So Burgundy Wave's been, like, pillorying them. They've just been, like, going at it. And they've been fun to read. They're well-written pieces. They're not trash. They're not, like, fan-written stuff. Right, okay? and it's not clickbait. Right, right, right. They're they're good articles, and they are one of the few outlets, if not the only outlet, that covers the Rapids every freaking day. Okay, there's not a lot of soccer press that's daily in the United States in general, and Colorado Rapids for sure not, because right. everyone's high in Colorado. That's oh, naturally, yeah, of course, yeah, it's, yeah, because it's a mile above. I'm guessing that's what you mean. Right, exactly. Yeah, mile high city. Yeah. Um, anyway, point is, they basically did got. I don't know if they got uninvited or they did not get invited, but basically there was, a, there was a media event for the Colorado Rapids and these guys weren't invited, whereas they've been called like every other time. And it's not hard to put two and two together. We've seen MLS clubs in the past be really touchy about negative press. I think it was the Rapids actually who fired a reporter who used to write for them, mm-hmm. you know, because MLSsoccer.com and all these MLS websites like to pretend like they're like independent news websites because no one will give them coverage, so they have to make their own. But there's this like aura of fake, fake like, pretend reporting yeah. so there was this guy who went to work for them and he wrote, hey guess what he wrote unbiased coverage shock of horror like you know and, and he got fired i forget his name but anyways the same things happened to the wave i'm pissed man as someone who i'm not a reporter mm-hmm. but i enjoy covering the soccer industry i like talking to pr guys i like talking to players i like thinking about soccer and and, and expressing my feelings about it yeah I might be wrong. Like, there are times that are, I'm going to say something stupid, okay? And be you an do. idiot. Right, all the time, right? Yeah. You just, you just tolerate sitting right I there. I mean, everyone heard our one on the barbarian sketch. <laughs> that's that's yeah. example one. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyone who thinks of me as a journalist just needs to hear that one. But the point is, I try to be intelligent about it. Uh, others don't. But the point is, as long as I think you're, you're trying to be someone who is intelligent, you deserve uh, to, to at least be heard out Mm -hmm. and particularly for a site like burgundy way which is actually providing fantastic coverage yeah they deserve a seat at the table and it's very disconcerting to me to see a team gut a reporter out like that yeah now it's one thing if if you're like a racist or you say something really stupid or your coverage is just every week like news of the world national Enquirer, tabloid crap sure like i'm not expecting the sun to get or liverpool to give the sun a, a seat at the table right okay but I think it's it's horrible to see the Burgundy Wave cut out like this. And I, th- I think we as fans deserve strong independent coverage. And we need to ask for it. We need to demand it. And we need to say that when we see something like this, this is not cool. And that's why I wanted to... I mean, that's a long rant. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, like, I, this is important to me. And I hope it's important to the other people no, who are listening to this. I mean, it's a colleague of ours. You know, it's important to voice our support with that. So that absolutely makes sense to me. Um, but uh, we'll keep you up to date if we hear more on it. But... Yeah, interesting stuff going on in Colorado right now. Another MLS team that's actually struggling is the Colorado or the Chicago, excuse me, Fire, who just traded away their best, most marketable player in Harry Ship for money, and they've had no replacement. So let's look at that as a prime opportunity for Chicago NASL to possibly take over. You're a Chicago guy. People who were listening to Toughcast a long time ago will know that I am a huge freaking Chicago. NASL proponent. I've always thought it was a great idea before it became public, before probably even having discussions about it. I think like back three years ago, I was thinking like right when I started watching NASL, this is what Chicago needs on the north side. I used to live there. Mm-hmm. It's a ripe city. There are millions of soccer fans there. Mm-hmm. They just don't have a team that they can get to easily, which when you're young, when you've got like not a lot of money to spend, you want something convenient, okay? No doubt. You're busy. Yeah. And, and, and that's what Peter Wilt wants to do there with Club 9 Sports. Um, mm-hmm. The Peter Peanut Wilt. 
right? <laughs> Peter Peanut. Well, that is his official nickname. Yeah, now. Peanut. Yeah. He's known as, and it's P hyphen Nut. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. he he. Had a, his, it's from his uh, failed rap record. Uh, I heard it. It failed only because it went against Shaquille O'Neal's failed rap. Oh, album. it didn't go against Taylor Swift's album. Right, right, okay. right. Taylor Swift like was her like album when she was like ten. Uh, was nominated for the best award that day and won because uh, yeah. Anyway, you can tell that I'm probably not the best to be talking about topical music references. No, yesterday was the Grammys, uh, 1989, one album of right. the year. To pimp a butterfly, should have. There you go. Kendrick There's... Lamar stuff. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Anyway, Peanut has other things to say. Right. Peanut uh, was at the Globe Pub in uh, in Chicago, where they unveiled the website for uh, for for Chicago NASL. Mm-hmm. And it looks gorgeous. Yeah, they even have their own inspirational MySpace-worthy status update on the bottom uh, <laughs> to uh, make no little plans. They have no magic to stir men's blood. <laughs> when you first read that to me, I was like, what? Right. Who came up with that? Right. Not they, do, Sorkin. Yeah. Right. Do they cut themselves? But anyway, point is, <laughs> <laughs> point is, uh, it was actually Daniel Burnham, who's like the legendary architect who came up with the White City, you know, the World's Columbian Exposition um, architecture. He planned the city of Chicago. Uh, so so in, it's actually like a very cool thing that they've got Burnham on there. They've also got the Chicago flag in a bunch of places, the skyline. This is Chicago, the city's team, mm-hmm. which when you think about the fire, they're branded as, well, the fire. They yeah. don't have that much of a brand relationship to the city anymore besides the name. And this is, so this is super cool, man. I mean, actually, I take that back. Chicago fire, like Chicago, the, the great fire of Chicago. It's got a tangential thing. This looks like Peanut is going to go for a, huge like awesome we like chicago red stars type yeah yeah I, if you go onto their website which i believe is just chicago um they actually have an open survey right now so that you can fill it out you can give your input you can say that they should be called the sting <laughs> and um <laughs> suggest jersey schemes suggest you know yeah. how many season tickets would you buy just like the girl scout cookies selling um that sort of a thing um, he had some other interesting things to say. Peanut did. Um, he mentioned that their target is to play in 2017. That uh, if they don't solidify their venue, their investors over the next six weeks, he said, which puts you at the end of March, give or take. Um, it might be 2018, but he feels optimistic that he will. And then also tweeted out professional soccer teams have an incumbent responsibility to help the sport grow at younger ages. Twitter trending pound sign build Chicago NASL. Man, I oh, This is so exciting, dude. I... I... I'm so torn. I mean, this is my this is going to be my favorite NASL team after Minnesota United leaves. I'll stay with Minnesota United only because I found this team first, and like I bleed black and blue now, just like you were saying yesterday. You do. So, but at the same time, like I I love the city of Chicago. The city of Chicago is so close to my heart. So to see Peter Wilt going there and doing something so cool mm-hmm. is incredible. I think I think. Chicago people are very very lucky to have this. But let, let's move on to... to his former team. Exactly. Yeah. Let's go to Indy. Indy, Indy, we, we already went to Indy with Eamon Zayed, so make sure you listen to that interview when it comes out on our feeds. But they also signed a dude this week, a guy named Gurkalaria. At least that's the way I say it in my head. That makes sense. I mean, he has a pretty sweet Twitter headband photo. Yeah, he's got a suit on and he's wearing like a red, white, and blue uh, head headband. He kind of looks like a Wes Anderson character. Murka. Right? Love it. Was that, was that like Owen Wilson video where they keep like wow. showing his line? Wow. Wow. What was this, this it's like, just wow. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Exactly. I, wow. Also, by the way, speaking of, of reporter uh, or actor YouTube videos, I like the one where Arnold's like groans and grunts from all his movies. So like, I bet oh, you do. Oh, okay. uh, Is that like your workout track? Oh, yeah. You have like Sandstorm by Darude playing in the background. And it's uh, over in the music building. Remember when we were joking about edging videos before? <laughs> Off the air. <laughs> Maybe we should, we well, should save that kind of stuff for when we when we're here. This is why our people listen to us. This is the after hours edition. So, so Gorka um, Liguria, Gorka so Liguria, Gorka. Yeah, um, <laughs> he has experience in La Liga. He's played twenty two games in La Liga with Real Sociedad and Levante. Um, but he has more than a hundred games um, in D two in is that Segunda. Yeah, Segunda Division. I think they actually Division, got eh? Yeah, it's some like uh, Telemundo Segunda, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, how's oh, that? That's pretty like, good. like like they say Barclays Premier League. It's yeah, like EPL, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's now branded. Um, he moved to Montreal Impact in 2014 and played in nine games, um, in MLS and didn't really stick. 
hasn't played anywhere since, and he is an NAS- NASL this year. He's a 31-year-old midfielder, and he's in the campaign for 2016. The funny thing is a guy who hasn't played since 2014, I am still more excited about than Stefan Deru, who's another guy this time. Stefan Deru! I mean, I'm sorry, San Antonio fans. Like, he's the most longest-serving player from the score. Actually, he, had the, he was a Scorpion with the most minutes when the Scorpions died. Yeah. But he just wasn't that great as a fullback, man. Mm-hmm. Like, he got smoked so often. Like, Bruce uh, on Twitter was talking about how when he saw Stefan Deru on the squad, he'd be like, oh, that's awesome because I know we're going to win now. Mm-hmm. And I, I have to agree. Like, NASL put out this tweet, like, one of the best defenders in NASL. Like, according to who? Uh, the minute score sheet, probably. Right? Yeah, it's like my much maligned pick of Matt Boehner as a fullback on the toughest 11 last year. You know, it's like, it's a tough spot to fill. I get it. And he started every game, pretty much, for San Antonio. So he brings experience, but that's not a team that needs, like, out-and-out experience. And they just signed Lavelle Palmer who's definitely right. going to start over him. So that said, he's on a team. Good for him. He's he stays fit. in the league. He can start every game. That All right, whatever. Yep. Um, Ottawa. Ottawa Fury, the team that has been raided and raided again, finally got some uh, sponsorship news. That was good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm scared about Ottawa, Jeff. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, I think they did so well last year. Not in the year, same like, way you were scared of them last year, though, right? Right, exactly. Last year, it was like, oh, no, please, no. Like, yeah. back and forth, yeah, mm-hmm. fetal position. Yeah. Um, this year, I'm more just scared that they won't keep their momentum because they've lost the spine of their team, let's be honest. And pretty much the entire skeleton. And most of their nervous system. Right. Yeah. Um, and and they had just got their attendance up to sellouts, okay? Mm-hmm. They've got a, a coach now who has an interesting family history, but like, okay, cool. His, his like coaching record is okay. Yep. They've got some like NASL dudes, and then they've got Mozzie Giorgio, who's suing an NASL team. Mm-hmm. And Johnny Steele. And Johnny Steele. Ooh. I mean, I, I really do hope for the best because I, I hate when 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 a team loses momentum when they lose fans. But like, I don't know. I'm scared, dude. Maybe they prove us all wrong. Maybe the, this is like us, like how I was telling Atlanta Silverbacks like haters last year, like just you wait, just you wait. Yeah. Maybe they prove us all wrong. But I, I'm I'm afraid. And then they have a th- um, the reigning Golden Gloves with Ramal Pazer, but he's 36, and we've seen how quickly like Tim Howard has fallen off a cliff at age 36. So. Their best player is their goalkeeper who can only influence so much in a game. And if he doesn't have a defense in front of him, he's going to have to make save after save. You know? Yeah. I, I, I hope I hope Dalglish can be as good as Dos Santos was in getting guys who were underappreciated. Yeah. And, and that's what he's assembled. And I hope that they get a team together that just, like, blows us all away. Mm-hmm. Well, not Minnesota, but, uh, you know. <laughs> the other 10 teams. Yeah, I hope they maintain the, the momentum at least to keep their fans and, like, build a strong brand. That, that's all I We talked for. about it last week. You don't want to see any doormats in your league. You want every team to be competitive. Right. And you really hope they can be competitive. They did sign a guy who was drafted in the second round of the MLS Super Mega Ultra Supreme Hot Happy Happy, happy Fun Fun draft <laughs> um, in 2014. Uh, Kyle Venter, who is a central defender. He's 25 years old, played with the, the Tulsa Rednecks, um, the Roughnecks, I know. Um, in 2015, drafted by the Galaxy, played with Galaxy 2 for a year in 2014. So yeah. he has some experience in the USL. He technically won the 2014 MLS Cup. We'll see what he can do. I'm yeah. about as excited for this as I am for the fact that they're now getting Adidas gear. So good yeah. for them. They, they did announce that too. Uh, Jacksonville Armada. Uh, by the way, they're, they announced a U23 squad, which... but. They would be foolish to call it anything other than the U-boats. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, that's brilliant, and I'm sure... Or, this was this was yeah. come up, with, by the way, I think by uh, our friend Mike Mike Pendleton. Mm-hmm. Fat 7 Deuce, Fat I think he's, he's, he's the one who... Fat 7 Deuce. He's mm-hmm. the one who came up with it, I think, and uh, I, I was freaking brilliant. Freaking brilliant. They have to. At least the fans should. Section 904, if you're listening to this, you gotta you got to dub these NPSL guys the U-Bots. No doubt. And I mean, they had some pretty cool TIFO over the week as they've been playing some friendlies against MLS teams. They've won two. They beat Philly last week, which we talked about, and then they went and beat Orlando 2-1. to one. Right. 
and uh, they had this TIFO where they they kind of showed you know how those you get those little like metal models and you got to like break or plastic model you got to break it out of like the little pieces are like attached by thin rods to a frame and like yeah. you can break them out. They had that except it was like a bunch of like Orlando City logo and flags and like supporter gear and they had like one like words that said like Orlando City Iron Land Firm Ruckus and it was just like <laughs> it was like plastic fan uh was was the theme of it it was it was I fun. Like I, it. I, I think it's funny i think i like the creativity of supporters i like i like to recognize that no doubt absolutely um they had some major news uh that just came through over the last 24 36 hours um team president or former team president now steve livingstone stepped down or was forced out there don't know yeah we don't know um jacksonville's reporters have i mean been working their asses off trying to figure it out there's there's no reasoning um we do know that about five months ago the gm all of the coaches all the technical staff were let go um which obviously led to tony miola coming in as the coach um mark frisch is still there as the owner and he's going to take over the day-to-day operations too. so, so for those who have not been keeping up with um reading the histories of nasl uh, executives i don't know who you are and why you are fans of this league if you don't do that <laughs> If you, if you don't know Peter Peanut Will's history, you don't deserve to call yourself an Indian. Peanut, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, point point is, uh, Mark Frisch was a guy who's uh, his, his family, I believe, is the ones who run a very, um, very successful business uh, relate in Jacksonville. So he's been a very successful business person in his private life before he launched this team. He's been a very involved owner from everything that I've seen. He's been someone who's who has an active public profile. For example, he's always on Twitter talking to people, congratulating players, talking about the league. He's had kind of a larger-than-life presence in, in just the NASL public sphere. So mm-hmm. I am not surprised to see him assuming the day-to-day operations of the club. I bet he has a lot of opinions. He's probably one, he's not one of those owners who like sits back, I'm pretty sure, and lets the... like. Uh, he's, he's not Stan Kroenke with Arsenal, I don't think. Okay. So uh, that's my that's my gut feeling, and, and so I, I'll be interested to see like what happens next. Are they going to bring in a new president? We don't know. Like I, I don't know. M- Mark Frisch has always been a guy who's also very responsive to fans, so that's a very good thing. And he uh, isn't he the the leader of the board of governors of NASL, yeah. right? So obviously they saw something there that they liked enough to say this is the guy we want sharing our meetings and s- speaking for us. Either that or no one else went for nomination. Because when you get a bunch of people with like a lot of money and probably egos to go with it together, none of them want leadership positions. Of course not. No, no, they, no, 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 no. you know they like their weekends. They really do. Yeah. Um, I gotta say though, actually, Peter Wilt is one of those guys who I could easily be like. He he is a cool operator. He's not one of those guys who I would see like. Anyway, but we need to yeah. create like an Ocean's Eleven setup with the uh, the owners. Right. right we need exactly. to we need to figure out who plays which role. We're taking auditions for the Julia Roberts part first. Right. Um. They did sign two guys though. Uh, a couple of youngsters. Um. Twenty four year old defender Patrick Adi, who played with the Strikers actually in 2011, 2012, and spent the last few years in the USL, and then a twenty three year old goalkeeper who gets to learn from Tony Miola. Um named Sean Lewis. They both actually were on trial with the team. Um, not in court. Uh, um, they were, yes, trialists for the team from January to, I mean, this point in February. So they had a month and a half to kind of test the waters out and they got brought along. Well, you know, one other thing I'll say is that Miguel Gallardo is going to stay with Jackson Willis here. I'm scratching my head wondering why. I hated on him last year, just like Kyle did on Duff Goss, just like Alex Schieferdecker did on Twitter. Gerardo is not a great keeper. I've been, I mean, uh, so I didn't watch this game, but someone else did and, and was sharing with me that Gerardo was crap. Um, I, I'm not surprised. I'm just surprised that he is staying on. Like, it doesn't... John Smith is available. What, what, right. Why? And their head coach is Tony Miola, who knows a thing or two about good goalkeepers. So you would think he'd walk in and say, nope, 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 that's the position we need to fix, and I know exactly how to scout for that to fix it. Um... So it kind of blows my mind. He's someone who will be the hottest of the hot and make some incredible reflex saves and be in the right place, right time. And yeah. then for five weeks after that, just be out of position and slow as hell and will let five goals in. Yeah, I, I think... I Twice think, against Minnesota last year, if I recall. Exactly. So so I, I don't want to say that he doesn't have it in him at times, but not my first choice. Tampa Bay, by the way, beat DC United uh, 1-0 in a preseason match. Oh, the um, United team? Are you sure it was DC? Was it Minnesota? I think was it, it Atlanta? Manchester? Was it Manchester? Was it FC United uh, or Manchester? Newcastle. 
I don't, I don't, oh my god, I'm so confused. Too John many Garber, help Too me. many Uniteds. Help me. Uh, Ryo OKC. The hey, Wheel of Pain. Not United. I understand this team. Right. Um, by the way, I, I freaking love Quanan the Barbarian. I've, I've been on a Schwarzenegger kick. If you're listening to this, you gotta go listen to his autobiography or go read it. Um, Schwarzenegger is just an incredible man. He's made some big mistakes in his life, but just what a cool guy. I love Arnold, man. I know you do. I know you do. Uh, they signed a couple of deals, one with Kelme, one with Under Armour. So, starting to get some sponsor money going in. And with that sweet, sweet profit, they signed Eric Norales, who's a Honduran international. Played with Indy the last couple of years. Good defensive support. Solid player. I thought he was going to go to South America, so I'm surprised. But, yeah. cool. Cool to see him. And then also, uh, Jared Von Schaik, who played with the Puerto Rico Jared Islanders. Von Schaik. Hey, there you go. It's the Arnold impression that we've all been wanting. Um, Brian Coleman, by the way, does a killer Arnold impression. Yeah, we were trying to get him to do it. Yeah, he forgot to. I mean, he did it off the mic, and it was great. I thought I was in the presence of, or I was in the presence of greatness, but I thought I was in the presence of Arnold at that moment. Um, Jared Van Schaik played with the Puerto Rico Islanders in 2011-2012 and then spent the last few years at Charleston Battery. He's a 27-year-old midfielder. Yay. Um, let's skip this next piece um, for a little bit. Yep. Carolina Railhawks signed Ali Hassan, who I had, you know, we were keeping an eye on Junior Burgos. Ali Hassan was like another dude. I was like, hmm, wonder where he's going to go. He was with Fort Lauderdale for a while, a uh, few years. He um, went last year, I think it was like the middle of the spring season, or the end of the spring season, over to Ottawa. And he was there. He got, he, he played like 19 games last year, but he only started four. But the funny thing is he had basically the second highest efficiency rating for goal or basically minutes per goal Jose Angulo was number one yeah. Ali Hassan was number two now admittedly it is uh three goals <laughs> with 143 minutes per goal but like Angulo I think it was like something like 146 and he was number one this guy's number two so I think this is a solid thing I'm surprised not to see Ottawa keep a guy like this who is there but um Great. I, th- I think Real Hawks could have done a lot worse I think for to replace Bracalello mm-hmm. Ali Hassan fantastic Fantastic signing. Yeah, especially to fill that kind of a backup forward thing. Let's actually go ahead and let's take a break and recharge our glasses here for a little bit. We'll come back. We'll talk about a possible TV deal and some other signings from around the league. And we are back from Toughcast. I just want to tell you, Toughcast listeners, if you like our show, Tell your friends. Uh, we we love we love doing this, and we just want to share the love with everybody. So um, tell your friends. Okay, let's move on to our favorite favorite friends in Canada. Um, actually, that's not true. I I I split my love equally between Ottawa and Edmonton. I'm You're good friends in both diplomat. places. I really do though. Fury Fanatic Stewart, he's a good friend of mine. I I met this guy Marcus from FC Edmonton's mm-hmm. uh, supporters group. We're really cool. I can't. It's like asking me to choose between my kids. Oh. Yeah, all of your kids. Right. That's tough. You have a lot of kids. Yeah, I don't know kids. about them, so I can't choose. Anyway, okay, Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Yep. Um, they have a new GM. Yeah, they, they finally agreed on the general manager, and that's going to be Jay Ball. Um, okay, go. You, here's the speed round. Ready? Come on, man. Here's I, didn't re- I should have read these. You should have read the notes. <laughs> all right, Notch. It's, it's late, man. Speed round. Ready? Yeah. You get. Let's go back and forth with Jay Ball jokes as long as we can. Okay. You start. Or no, how about this? You get the ball rolling. (laughs) Well, the ball's back in your court because I'm laughing too hard. All right. No, that's that's fine. Um, Read the notes, Notch. Okay. Um, He's had over 20 years working in strategic leadership. Um, Jargon, jargon, jargon afterwards. So he has work strategically to lead people which is cool and what you would hope for in a gm um as far as his soccer pedigree the most prominent thing he has is he had a pretty major role in the coordination um of the 2015 women's world cup which was i mean i the coverage i've read at least said it was a great success like those, uh, yeah the the, the, cur- the turf concerns were kind of um a big story but in general once the tournament started it was like mm-hmm. brazil you know like you hear a lot of th- mm-hmm stuff about it before but he, then the tournament itself was considered a success yeah he's he's an edmonton guy he was at all 11 games in edmonton in the immediate vicinity during the world cup and that's cool to see too so right. um 
that, 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 she, she, with, I guess my thing is like with people like that, when you'll see um, men and women who step into like these kind of leadership roles and they're from the area, it's like, great, that's awesome for like president or board of governors or, you know, like the, the kind of technical staff that stays in the city. But for a general manager who's doing player personnel decisions, you like to see a little bit more experience with that. And so to have kind well, of a, a local guy. I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But this is a guy who obviously, if he had a major role in the Women's World Cup, is someone who has, has some experience with the soccer establishment. Who has some experience with what's needed. And what Edmonton needs right now, they had a guy like Lance Lang. They've got guys like Saini Niasi. They've got, they've got guys in their team who've been decent. So something about their setup works. What hasn't been as prominent for Edmonton is their attendance. It, what hasn't been as prominent for them is like the, the, the operation side, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they might have a great, well-oiled front office right now, but for whatever reason, it's not been marketed effectively to the people of Edmonton, from what I can see. So I will say, it, I mean, it's too bad that they didn't have a general manager during this offseason because they've lost both John Smiths and Lance Lang, among many other players, and those are some very notable well, guys. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, say what you will about the draw playing for a future MLS squad or the draw of getting out from a goalie situation that you don't know who's playing – um, the Smiths thing was, I, I would say that that was, that was probably a thing that had, I mean, it was a fallout from bringing in Van Oakel and like the starting spot fight. And it, I don't know any inside stories on that, but that was probably a personality situation. Fair in, enough. You know, I, I wouldn't put that. I, I guess what I'm saying is Edmonton has been, their on pitch results for me haven't been corresponding with how much local success that they've had. And I think that that is something that if you bring in fresh blood, someone who is, if, effective organization skills mm-hmm. in the local area mm-hmm. hopefully he knows the market hopefully he can help and hopefully he can he can make a difference in that area. I, I, so i guess i'm i'm looking at this positively you obviously disagree i would love to see some of his first transactions to be able to see what kind of eye for sure. talent he has to put on the field but that's something that's new uh the new york cosmos are also new because it's no longer um new amsterdam so that's exciting Right. They right. they don't have a Raul who was there when it was called New Amsterdam. Old man Raul. Yeah. Marco Senna was actually there when, during the Manhattan Purchase. Oh, um, right. nice. Right. Exactly. Great. Um, They beat Liu. Yeah. Long Island University. Yeah. They beat him 2-0. Yep. Um, there were some photos. Which is, Twitter. I mean, that's a big ups. That's a big win for the Cosmos to beat Long Island I, University. I was on the seat of my pants just reading those Twitter updates. Dude. It was incredible. It, it makes you think, you know, if they can handle Long Island University... They can take on anybody. Right, exactly. In all seriousness, no, I mean, they kick the ball around. Good for them. Uh, They also made a pretty impressive signing, I will say. You're impressed? With uh, David Ocheng, yeah. Why are you impressed? Um, He's a 23-year-old defender. He doesn't fit the mold of the retiree. He's a a Kenyan international with uh, 15 full caps and has played World Cup qualifiers at the age of 23. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, so potential. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he last played in the Saudi league, but then that also is interesting that, I mean, that's one of the leagues that's notorious right now for overplaying and then some to get quality. And for him to leave, and I mean, granted, the Cosmos aren't necessarily playing with like the budget of some of the NASA. By the way, I'm squads. just saying, insert oil money joke here. Yes. Right. But he's coming to America at 23. And this is something that we started to see in MLS quite a bit, which is a bunch of these kind of younger, talented African footballers where their, their best step rather than going to some of these Norwegian leagues or these middle Eastern leagues is coming to America. Right. And they're still getting call-ups on their national teams. Sammy Najak. Sammy Najak is a good you, you example You get a of sense this. of financial stability in America, for example, for mm-hmm. which for a young, talented player from anywhere around the world is super important. So, yeah, uh, yeah no, you're right. I was giving you some crap because I just wanted to hear what you thought about this kid. I was actually, when I read it, thinking, hmm, this could turn out spectacularly or it could be a flop. I'm, I'm kind of more on the fence, but I, think, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I think that there is, I mean, this is a very low risk signing and a very yeah. high reward signing. Speaking of high reward, uh, today, Bob Williams from Telegraph Reporter, who, by the way, first comment on uh, our MLS article on this news story was, who's Bob Williams? <laughs> it's in his Twitter profile, you idiot. Anyway, <laughs> point is, Bob Williams, who also, by the way, can't take a Reddit comment. He posted a screenshot of the Reddit comment on his Twitter profile. Bob, come on, man. People say dumb shit on the internet all the time. You can't, like, quote them. You're just giving them more attention, dude. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Bob Williams from The Telegraph, who has been publishing a lot of NASL stories, because if you know, with you know, 
where the NASL is relevant, it's England. Absolutely. Which is why The Guardian also publishes a lot of NASL stories. I was going to say, yeah, they were all over that. In all seriousness, we talked about this with uh, Neil Morris, Kartik, and Brian uh, in January or December whenever we talked to them. And, and there were very good reasons why you want major papers, no matter where they are covering NASL. Point is, Bob Williams, I have now got lost track of this story four times. Yes. Bob Williams tweeted that NASL might be getting on a CBS network station at some point and i think when everyone read on a cbs network we all our minds went through their enterprise it was obvious where we went they're going to the smithsonian channel of course it has to be there's so many great documentaries about the space shuttle on there it's great yeah absolutely fantastic have you you been to the smithsonian institute i haven't it's beautiful dude yeah i think that's that's one of the things that makes dc such a beautiful wonderful place yeah it's the free like museums, the mall. You can just go to free things every month, and mm. you you for the rest of your life, and you'd be fine. Oh, no doubt, absolutely. Right. Um, but and, Bob Williams, and there. Yeah, let's go back to the story. I the like saying time. Bob Williams. Bob Williams. It's it, a great name, Bob Williams. Bob Williams. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, it makes sense. It's it's probably going to be the CBS Sports Network. You, um, you'd hope CBS Sports <laughs> One or something like that. Yeah. Um. The, which better, worse than ESPN three? What's your thought? Um, from the, from, are you asking me from the standpoint of fans or are you asking me from the standpoint of the future? I'm asking as your co-host, you decide. Ooh. I think, I think it's a great move. I think getting on a network that says we are with CBS, you don't need to say like, we are like, just like you, I'm with ESPN3 means we're with like, that adds credibility, even though it's basically a glorified YouTube channel. Um, it's great. I think CBS and Reaches more people than uh, One World Sports. Fantastic. Do it. This is great. A broadcast deal is phenomenal. I saw Karthik online talking a little bit about how MLS has never had a standalone TV deal, and, or, or at least hasn't had one in a long time. It's always been bundled with U.S. soccer. You're, you're making a face. Uh, I, 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 I think there are good reasons for the two of them to be bundled. Fair enough. Uh, I mean, MLS has been running their MLS Live package right. for years and years, which is essentially exactly what the goal would be is to have, like, the MLS network. You know, like, you can get NFL Network or whatever. Right, but but MLS Live was, again, one of those things that, like, MLSsoccer.com, they had to start something because they weren't getting anyone on the outside to pay attention. And right. ASL tried doing that, and it failed spectacularly with yeah. NASL life. Mm-hmm. But this is something that Bill Peterson has said has been a priority this year. It's going to be broadcast. It's going to be um, getting those sponsorships, corporate deals. Yep. To be able to go to a corporate sponsor and say, we are on a CBS and a new lawyer of network. <laughs> it, the, <laughs> I guess the only thing is, will people actually be able to see it? Yes, it gets more than OWS, but... I mean, with Watch ESPN, anyone who has ESPN can watch it from any computer that they have, any device that they but, have, but access, and on the Watch ESPN app. The, the the access doesn't matter. It's the it's the fact that you're on TV and that you can sell sponsorships and add money. But you need people to watch it. Right. But say, for example, MLS's blackouts. Mm-hmm. That stops people from watching it. No doubt. They don't care. Mm-hmm. There's so many sports out there that are on networks that cable exclusive. Yeah. And, and you, for example, if you wanted to watch pro bowling. Oh, I love it. Or uh, pro um, tiddlywinks. You cut to the core of me. Exactly. Yeah. No, but in all seriousness, I think this is, again, one of those fights about what is good for um, the fans versus what is good for the league. For stability, you need a broadcast deal. And I to think get this a broadcast is really good deal. for the league. Exactly. No doubt not so great for fans who are used to free streaming. It's going to suck for guys like us who like to watch replays of games, mm-hmm. for guys like us who like to watch three games a weekend. We need a way to, to watch those. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're getting away from that. Hopefully, NASL... You know, if there's one thing I will say on this topic is that NASL needs to stick with guard cutters, though, which is offer a subscription-based platform. Don't be like MLS who in your broadcast deals works in something where they get rid of MLS Live. At least that was a rumor for a while. Yeah. Because that's the future. Cable TV right now, the revenue is still good. But I think in 10 years' time, the future is going to be this crowdsourcing thing where you charge 10 bucks a month for NASL games and people buy them. Yeah. They don't have the, the, the brand capital right now where people will pay for that. But um, 
And I could have seen something like this being a great move. I mean, two, three years ago when you weren't sure if the league was going to stick around, you weren't sure what the interest level would be, what the attendance level would be, how many people are going to be following this, how many awesome podcasts there would be out there covering the NASL. There's one. That's us. That's true. All the others. No, they're actually really great. They're like, actually really great. Yeah. I, I just didn't take this half second to mention Cosmos Country, a loyal uh, company of the River Valley, I think they're called. Uh, the Edmonton podcast, a new substitute, substitute yeah. Scissor Tail podcast, uh, NASL Nightcap. Go listen to these guys. They are great, wonderful people who make amazing audio content. And there are others I haven't mentioned. Anyway, go mm-hmm. ahead, Jeff. I guess my point is, you two, three years ago, you weren't certain that the league was going to have this sort of groundswell. And it has it now, which is great. Like you said, cable is on the out and out. I think that getting a cable deal isn't as beneficial for the big picture as it would be to get a thriving NASL Live 2.0 or, you know, bundle together with MLS Live to create um, <laughs> American Soccer Live, some shit like that. I don't know. We're, we're going on a tangent at this point, and we'll get over to Fort Lauderdale next. But I think that this might not be the step for where the league is and where it wants to be right now. I think what the league should do is produce a network that has us talking about a TV deal every week for an hour. Okay, Fort Lauderdale Strikers, who, by the way, Will Farrell wants to play for. Hey, are you sure that Will Farrell wasn't thinking that he was trying to sign up for the LA NASL franchise when he signed for LAFC? Because, like, obviously, you know, when, when Nesta invest, became the coach of Miami, everyone was like, oh, are you sure he's not, like, going to MLS? Are we sure that Will Farrell, who told said on a couple of interviews, including Men in Blazers, that he wanted to play for the Fort Lauderdale Strikers as a yeah. kid, are we sure that he wasn't sh- that he he knew he was going to MLS? Is anyone sure that he actually bought part of that team? It's just like a big piece of SN. It's well, it's just like a joke. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he had happened to be there and was like, yeah, I want to be on stage. And I was like, it's Will Ferrell. <laughs> of course, we're going to let him on stage. Um, anyway, yeah, he his once in future darling team, Fort Lauderdale, with how they're giving out contracts for these like tournament guys. Can I, can I uh, use my, I shouldn't use my French accent. But it, we promised guy, it. No, we didn't. This is Haitian Alexander Jean Alexandri. Um, Jean Alexandre. Yeah, it sounds like uh, you know an accent name that you want to use, mm-hmm. but um, I'm not going to do that. Great. 29 years old. He's a midfielder. Yep. He played with Real Salt Lake. He played with um, San Jose. Yep. He was loaned to Orlando. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm reading the notes. Yes, you are reading them. You're actually reading them very well. Congratulations. Yeah, he was loaned to Orlando when they're in the USL, so he played with guys like Dom Dwyer, who we mentioned at the beginning. Uh, also played right. with Jamie Watson, Ian Fuller, all these guys. Um, he has 28 caps at the Haitian international team, and he has my nomination for the best highlight package from the year 2013. <laughs> <laughs> this is so entertaining. This was that edging joke we were referring to earlier. So, uh... <laughs> On his highlight package, it's all on his time with RSL, and the opening salvo of it is by far the best highlight. Where it's before the music comes in, even um, you just hear like uh, you see him dribble up. He's like 35, 40 yards out from goal, and he'll just be Jalexan with a shot, and the ball is in the net by the time that the commentators get there, and then you hear. The timeless da-da-da-da-da. music of Darude and Sandstorm da-da-da-da-da. playing, and it builds up. And then it builds again. Yeah, and it just cuts. Yeah, and you're waiting for the 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 main chorus, if you will, in this trance anthem. And suddenly it goes back and builds up again. And then right as you're getting to the same point of song, it cuts to Eye of the Tiger. Yeah. <laughs> I highly recommend watching it. It's only two minutes, and it makes zero sense to me how that thing was edited. Um, Jean Alexandre obviously needs better highlight video producers. Two United fans are available. I'm yeah, just saying yeah. we are uh, super talented, and we would love to accept your money and make you a highlight reel. Any player, really. Actually, right. I will put that offer out there. If any player wants a new highlight reel with either my narration over it or my lack of narration over it, if you pay me, I'll do it. You bet. Right now, Jean is going to the goal, and he's going to score the goal. Oh, he scored. Look at that. We should do a fake nature documentary, like a BBC nature documentary over a game. So, so Jean Alexandre, what do you think of the signing, man? I think it's pretty cool. Another Haitian international enters NASL. Mm -hmm. There are obviously some super talented dudes who are playing. Uh, Meshach Jerome, um, you've got... (laughs) Why are you laughing? <laughs> I, just, I just put it together. Fort Lauderdale signs international player. How many weeks have we talked about 
the the impossible number of international players that they've signed. Oh, this dude, I think has a uh, pos- uh, U.S. passport. You'd have to think so. I mean, he's yeah, or or like a, a, a green card. Yeah. It said so on his like. I think it said so on his. On I his will thing. be curious to count the number. Um, we did this yesterday, actually, off air. We were going to record on Monday. We didn't record on Monday, and we had a chat instead um, about what we wanted to talk about with this show. And we went over the Ottawa lineup, and like one or two guys were from Canada. Yeah. On that lineup, and that was a team that we'd always kind of associate with, like oh, signing Canadian talent. Same sort of thing. Fort Lauderdale doesn't look like they have a lot of American guys, which is fine. Honestly, no real problem with it. Make America great again? You're going to vote Trump now, Jeff? Uh, he already won the primaries. He doesn't need my vote. Okay. Um, All right. Let's, let's move on. Speaking of signing guys from the local letter, Puerto Rico FC signed the Joseph Jackie Marrero, the guy we talked about last week. Mm-hmm. They also brought in uh, Pedro Mendes, who spent a considerable amount of time with Atlanta, who he started his career with, uh, along with his twin, Paolo. Uh, when Paolo went off New York Cosmos, Pedro went off to Indy, and he had a not a very good time in Indy. He scored zero goals. He came to Minnesota. And uh, he then went off to... Um, uh, last year, he came mid-season to, to Atlanta. Atlanta. And, and he had a spectacular start to the fall season. And then kind of flamed out. Did, did nothing. So, uh, I, I don't know. He, he's played in the in ESL. Um, he's fine. Mm-hmm. He's reliable. Yeah. You can put him out there and he'll maybe do some stuff. But not the kind of signing that I want my first signing to be. Let me put it that way. This is a guy who I would make some publicity about, but I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, this is the guy. He's our first, like, you know. And I don't know if they – I mean, like, yeah, he's their first guy, but I don't think he is supposed to be their big marquee sexy signing, you know. Well, let's hope not. I mean, I, I think I, – I, I have never heard of anything but good things about the guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm just saying, like, as far as results go – I don't know. We'll we'll see. I think I think I don't think it's a very bad thing for him to stay in the league, and I think uh, he could be a very solid player. Fair enough. Um, let's go on to Minnesota, who made a signing within the last week, um, and that's Ben Spees. Um, Spees nuts, and uh, yeah, he's a attacking midfielder in his younger to mid twenties. Um, he's played his entire career with the Columbus Crew at this point. So he was on that roster last year that made it to MLS Cup final. Um he's I mean he's he's an athletic guy. He's uh young. I mean he's a little bit raw, but he has some really good speed to him and a good ability on the ball with passing. Um he's not going to be playing on the wings. He's not going to be your right winger. He's going to be your 10, frankly. And that was a position that Minnesota needed. I think speed, he speed, speed, let this guy work out. Nice. There's so many puns, man. So many puns. So many Spies puns. Spies is pretty good. Spies it's almost carrots. too speezy to use his name right. in puns. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think it's a really good signing for them. Where it gets interesting now is building your 11. Um, you you know who your goalkeeper is going to be based off last year. You know it's going to be Sammy. You know, And in a pinch, it's going to be Christian Niche too. So you've got that. Um, your defenders, you know who it's going to be because you have four defenders on the roster. So you can fill that in. Um, you're going to assume then that with re- your remaining six guys, Christian is starting up front. Lance Lang's on the left side. Stefano Pino is very likely going to be playing on the right wing this year. And now Ben Spees is going to be your 10, which means that for your other two kind of central midfield guys, you have Greg Jordan, Ibsen, Giuliano Vicencini, and Aaron Pitch Colin for two spots. I just think we're And gonna, Ibsen needs to start. We're going to play uh one seven two. Mm-hmm. That that's what's gonna happen in my book. Okay. Yeah, I don't I don't disagree with you. I think it's very concerning. Also, we heard that Brent Coleman has a day to day toe injury. Mm-hmm. Minnesota United's off to preseason in Portland at the moment. They're gonna play their first preseason game on Sunday. We are super excited to watch that at Lake Monster Brewing. Let's ho- let's hope it turns out to be a good game. Mm-hmm. Also, the other two that they've got in the week following. Yeah, we'll try to get um get a list of the trialists because you assume they have to bring at least one backup defender. <laughs> so or the third goalkeeper or a third goalkeeper or another forward. Um, the there's talk is? that they might be si- re-signing a certain forward of theirs last year. We'll find out if that actually comes to be. <laughs> um, and we'll let you know if that happens and we'll certainly let you know if they bring any trialists with and without further ado, <sighs> shall we retire? Let's retire to Miami, Jeff. Let's retire in Miami. Uh, they beat FC Miami City 7-1. Yay. Woo! Friendly. 
Oh, but but the the Miami news that was really fun was Beckham dude that selling his like MLS state to Qatar. I mean, it's just at this point, this is like a self parody. Like this is like a great piece of performance art. David Beckham was like, I will make as much of a joke out of this MLS Miami franchise as I possibly can. Yep. And uh, nothing's gonna surprise me anymore. You know? No, I mean he sat, he sold shares to guys from Qatar. He is also shopping them to former owners of his at PSG in Paris. At this point, like, honestly, we're just probably going to see these guys come on in this 11 mimes, like, miming on the pitch while people score goals. Like, it's it's, it's going to be, like, one of those things. It's going to be a piece of just ridiculous. Like, I, I don't... Nothing will surprise me about MLS Miami anymore. We, we joked about this with our... Um you can't handle the truth sketch right that we put out um it's amazing that this is still considered your 24th franchise front yeah. runner it's ridiculous it really yeah, is yeah, give it, it to it, sacramento it, this is like oklahoma city for uh, and virginia for nasl just these two things that stuck mm-hmm. around and like I'm, it's probably more like oklahoma city because they'll get it to work but at this point it's a point of pride for mls to make this work yep. it's 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 a super embarrassing thing that they've done Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, we'll 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 follow that story. Maybe if if it anyway, <laughs> it's worth it. following at this point. Uh, Notch, where can the good people find you on Twitter? They can find me on Lock Stock Spock because I'm a Star Trek fan. Yeah, I was going to ask you actually. I've I've never asked you where Lock did Trek-y. the the name come from. I used to Lock Stock Spock. Uh, Spock came from Lock Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, one of my favorite movies okay. growing up. And uh, I'm a Trekkie. All right. So you write it here first. Yeah, Jeff. Where can they find you? At Jeff Reuter, J-E-F-F-R-U-E-T-E-R. You can also find us at T-W-O United Fans on Twitter. You're starting to say it right. You're spelling out the two. Well, yeah. You, you never know. You yeah, never know, man. Can... Yeah. Um, if you like us, uh, subscribe to us. Tell your friends to subscribe. If you hate us, uh, I don't know. Tell some Cosmos fans to subscribe to us. Who knows? Um, <laughs> yeah. Review us on iTunes. That's always a, a thing that I mentioned because iTunes requires like a minimum number of reviews before they show that we are terrible and we can only review ourselves so many times right okay so thank you so much everybody for listening to us go listen to Eamon Zayed's interview as well we will be back with you next week we're going to switch to releasing on Thursday so let us know what you think about that switch as well we just have to do it there are a few reasons so we're going to be releasing on Thursday nights from now on goodbye everybody this is Notch this is Jeff